I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Let's go in there and get the drop. We're not that far from where we just fought three of them. Can we just drop the act? I'm a coward. New cast could be fun. After my picnic baskets. Come on now. Oh my god, there's a giant crab. Let's destroy it. Get in, losers. We're going to go pick up losers. Unswimmable. I don't see what everybody's complaining about. Okay, uh, whatever. Which, whatever the goat one, okay? This whole thing is getting very slapstick very fast. Kamari, you're with us, aren't you? Red, it's a brilliant idea. You are very smart. And immediately make a... What's the attack called? The... Mi- Oh, right. A claw attack. Um, uh, attacking. Why can I not remember the word claws? Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is season two, episode 53, Fallback Plan. MVP this week is Yammy who was nominated by Mary Mo. Mary Mo says, Yami, thanks for being so cool and sweet. You'll be caught up in no time, and I look forward to reading your live blogs as you go. Thanks, Mary Mo, for nominating Yami, and thank you, Yami, for being this week's MVP. Thank you to everyone who came out to see us at Fan Expo this past weekend. Harlan and I had a wonderful time meeting everyone, and it was so nice to see some familiar faces from last year. We're so lucky to have such a warm and supportive community. And if you're feeling left out, don't worry, there's always next year. Always, always. <laughs> All right, should we play some D&D? Yeah, let's do it. Woo! So, fight or not to fight, sneak or not to sneak, scout <sighs> or not to scout. We got a giant crab. Let's surprise these guys. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I'm I'm always on Team Scout, but I'm I'm a coward. <laughs> so, but it's some character growth for Mari. Well, it's the most tactically sound to scout. Let's let's not. Yeah, that's it's not the, because you're a coward. It is undoubtedly the smartest move to find out what's ahead of you before fighting it. However, time is not on our side, as we know with the crab. But does it make more sense to still try to draw these two to us uh, in terms of? Who knows what's beyond that shadowy corner? Mm. Like, yes. But if four more giants are just around that yeah. bend, 
then going in there guns playing is, is a terrible idea. Like it takes 10 seconds for you to sneak your ass around that corner and see, and then we jump them. Correct. Correct. I kind of agree with that yeah. plan. I'm fine with that. Crossing the stone bridge over the river to the west side of the canyon, the four adventurers peer into the cave mouth, tentative. A large campfire burns in the middle of the cave, and its light illuminates the carvings that decorate the walls, showing the abstracted forms of stone giants throwing boulders, the flickering shadows making them seem to move. Two stone giants sit around a campfire, one with its back to you, and the other mostly turned away also. They appear calm, resting maybe. Ten-foot-high ledges create a stepwise ring around the perimeter of most of the cavern. And Doran is a crab. <laughs> Boy, is he. Red turns to Doran. Doran, what do you think we should... Oh, right. Never mind. What do you think, boy? What do you, what, what do you see in there? <laughs> yes. Two clacks for yes, one clack for no. If only he was a horseshoe crab, then his little stinger could wag when he's Ooh, happy. Ooh, yes. I'm imagining he's still got, like... Underneath his little crab mandibles, he's got a little beard still. Yeah, it's, it's, it's made of seaweed. Growing down there, Crabs yeah. do have beards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. If he was a horseshoe crab, we could sell his blood for an insane amount of money because it is the most expensive liquid on earth. It's true. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's more expensive. <laughs> Can we just drop the act? I know exactly why you turned me into a crab so that I couldn't talk. That's exactly why you did it. Extract isn't his it? blood. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. That's the <laughs> it's twofold. Mari was thinking about crab cakes the whole time. She's just been really, she's been really snacky. I was gonna say you're gonna boil me. Yeah. And you're gonna have these huge crab legs. But what a way to go. Doran goes so yeah. good with butter. Red turns to Jack and he's like, "Okay, look, there's no sense in just going in there, guns are blazing, right? Maybe I'll. Uh, oh, hold on." And Red drops to his belly and he does his primeval awareness because. Why physically go there when I can just sense if there are other giants mm. and things in the shadowy corners of this room? Okay. But can you pinpoint that closely? Of course I can. I'm red! But I think you could just see, like, this number of individuals. I'm red. Okay, okay. If we're looking at the map from a bird's eye view and we draw a line over red that runs north-south, you're going to have... Six giants to the west of you. Interesting. Sorry, I missed. There's eight. <laughs> I missed five. Eighteen. <laughs> Fifty-four. It's a big difference. Yes. Sorry, there's eighty. It's just, it's um, just eight. token I after token. What I, what I wrote, yeah, eighty. We're <laughs> we're so fucked. And really, to the south of you, red, there's only one. Additionally, though, it tells me the direction and distance in miles from me. So um, it would say... Point zero zero. No, no. What I mean to say is if I could send six, it's not going to be six static. It would be two at one mile, two at six miles. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there would be an incremental. So I guess really what I want to know is I see two to the west. Are the other four only a tiny bit further or are they a fair amount further? And can we use kilometers, please? No. <laughs> in Faerun, we use the metric system. in miles and feet. Um, Imperial is fuck over here. I will tell you two very, very close by, um, three relatively close by, and a further two uh, just past that. Ah, red pops back up. 
All right, there are two in the room to the west of us, but maybe another, oh, I don't know, a hundred feet past them to the west is three more giants scattered around. Now, there could be a wall between us, but that's pretty damn close. That's basically within a hundred feet of them are three more. Do we want to go in crabs a-blazing? Doran's beady eyes are staring down at you and he's clacking his big claws um, in excitement, you know. Doran wants to go in and grab these two. Well, let's not forget, three of them almost killed us. Yeah, and Mari can sort of feel like how tired her magic is starting to get, which is my in-universe way of saying, my spell slots are starting to look a little sad. Mari, you're so sleepy. Open your eyes. <laughs> she's nodding off. <laughs> she's, taking a little, she's, little taking a little, she's taking a little nap. She deserves mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. We don't... We don't really have a, a lot of options here. We, we're doing this for Slatefell. We're doing this to save the Sword Coast. We need to find the Thane and the Conch other than sneak by and fight our way out. What, what, what other option do we have? We might as well surprise these two while they're not aware of us. And if more come, you know, we, we deal with it as they get here. Well, I don't think we can fight five giants. I, I think we do need to recognize our limits. I think if five giants came into that fight, we would be dead. But I hear you. Perhaps we sacrifice the benefit of surprise to lure them out here. That gives a lot more distance between them and who they might see. And uh, and Red sort of stands kind of near the edge here because we're sort of over a ravine, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, you're standing on this ledge that is connected to the other side of the ravine by a stone bridge. And underneath you, maybe 60 feet across, is this low, slow-moving river. Look, I don't know if a fall would kill them or even if we'd be able to do it, but out here at least there are maybe options to get some distance. And like I said, it could be a little louder without having to worry about three more giants ruining our day. I mean, counterpoint to Mari's exhaustion, Jack is lit up with power, having reserved a lot of his magical energy and being an expert at dealing at groups of people and carving them up to make some of them sleep for a little bit or do whatever. If three more appear, maybe we can hypnotize them. Maybe we can trap them in a wall of force. Maybe, like, we've got options to divide and conquer that I haven't used yet. Meta speaking, I'm for taunting them outwards. Why not have them closer? I love that you're saying taunt them out <laughs> instead of lure them. Hey, losers! <laughs> well, funny enough, I was kind of thinking like... I love it. Lure, right. taunt, whatever. Like, oh, Maybe taunt is the wrong word. Get in, losers. We're going to go pick up losers. No, no, I like it. I was thinking if we do the girl, the, the female... Uh, I'm imagining Stone red in like sound. a dress, like you, and like putting like one yeah. leg out, like Bugs Bunny style. Very Bugs Bunny, <laughs> yeah. lion. Oh, lion. hello! Classic strategy. Um, would a thirty-foot drop really do much damage to these guys? It's a great question. Probably not. I don't know. Actually, I know lots about stone giants. Can I roll on that? Yeah, for sure. Sixteen to find out if stone giants would be hurt by falling thirty feet. Stone giants are going to take the same amount of falling damage as any other creature, which is to say 1d6 per 10 feet. Yeah, okay. I mean, I I wasn't thinking that it would be the main draw of damage. I mean, we could try and push them off, you know. That's what I mean. Like, if it got real dire, the crab could grab one and just walk off the edge. You lose your hit points and pop back down there. You know what I mean? (laughs) I hear you, Jack. Look, if you feel confident, I'm, I'm loving the energy. 
We're only going to get a handful of chances to catch them by surprise. This is one of them. Let's not squander that opportunity. If more come out, I mean, we're, we're not that far from where we just fought three of them. These guys didn't move a muscle to help. So perhaps there's the, the sound isn't traveling a whole lot around here. Perhaps, you know, they're, they're not inclined or it's so rowdy anyways, nobody's going to come looking. Why wouldn't these guys have come? We're only, you know, a couple of hundred feet from where we were. If there's others going to back them up, maybe they I mean, will. There's a whole ravine between where we fought them previous and here, but I recognize that you're fired up and I like it. We don't get Jack all fired up often. <laughs> I want to be a yes, supportive friend. I'm going to go on record to say I think luring out would be smarter, but if Jack feels confident, I'm going to believe in you and I'm going to let your confidence carry over to me. Let's do it. Let's go in there and get the drop. Doran's just standing there clacking his... his uh, Castanets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Claw. Pincers. Claws. Crabs to nets. That's good. Crabs to nets. All right, Jack. Yeah, Doran's standing there clacking his claws. You know, he's excited. Yeah, I look to Jack. I mean, when, whenever you're ready, if you feel like you've sighted in on, on one of them, let's let's get ready. You want me to, do you want to take, you, you just tell me what you think makes the most sense. You want me to attack one? Do you want to both hit the first one? I think, I think we all focus fire on one of them while they don't suspect. Hold on. If I go in as a giant crab, that's going to seem, you know, I'm just thinking. What is that going to seem like? They're not going to look at that as, Dinner. you know, you've got, advent, I've got, a, we, there's adventures here trying to steal the conch. The conch. It's not, it's It's rather, yeah, maybe they're thinking dinner. Should I run in as a distraction and start attacking them? And they'll focus on me. Belly flop as a giant crab down off a cliff on top of them. And then they might be so focused on fighting this giant crab that you guys can take shots before they even realize what's going on. Can is that is that like a thing? Can you do that? Where you guys are still acting on surprise and I'm engaged? If your house is being attacked by bandits... You're going to be like, oh, I'm being attacked by bandits. Versus if a bear comes into your house, you're going to be like, oh, I don't think they're here to steal something. I'm trying to get this bear out. Classic so, bandit bear analogy. After <laughs> <laughs> my picnic baskets. Come on now. So if I if the crab goes in there, <laughs> these giants are more likely to think, oh my God, there's a giant crab. Let's destroy <laughs> it. And not, oh my God, there's a giant crab. There's people here to try and steal the conch. The tactical thing to do would be to get you into the room enough that you could get right up close to them to fuck them up in one round. Like, whatever your movement is, right. you want to be one movement away from them before we start. Right. Nobody suspects the crab from 20 feet. From the top rope. Oh, it's the crab <laughs> with the chair. From the top rope. <laughs> your confidence is contagious. Let's Hell do it. Like no. I've always said, nobody expects the crab from 20 feet. Cool. It's a it's an idiom in Waterdeep. I don't know. I don't know. Does that doesn't read here? You say that a lot, constantly. <laughs> That's funny. What happens next? I can basically walk to. Yeah, here. like I think he's got to be within distance to do something in that round, and then he'll hopefully get a second chance to do something before. But if can... he if he jumps off the twenty feet to land on the stone giant to attack, are you going to make him take damage? Probably. It's an intentional oh, jump. I would probably have yeah. him roll acrobatics, crab, crab, crabatics, crab, robotics. <laughs> Crab robotics. Crab robotics. Crab robotics. That's the one. Inspiration. Mm -hmm. Crab Unless you have reach and you can snap off their heads from standing above. You do have reach. They're pretty tall. I mean, even sitting. Stay at the top and like reach down and try and decapitate them without. 
This like crab without having to go down there. Tentatively reaching it. <laughs> yeah, just poised in position. Don't open their eyes. Don't open their eyes. I, I dig that. It's it's this whole thing is getting very slapstick very fast. This could just be a Bugs Bunny episode. Uh, and then we might all die, or they might have the thing. Let's do it. You know what? I'm fine because Red can run like 90 feet out of here. Yeah, uh, you're good. What are you? What are you worried? <laughs> about? That's why I said. Listen, oh that's why I'm all in support. I'm like, this is great. Honestly, <laughs> new cast could be fun. Are you sending Doran in by himself? Red looks to the giant crab and gestures for the doorway. Red is going to enter as well, using his stealth and the pass without trace that still encompasses the crab within a 30 feet radius. I'm going to follow the crab, keeping it still in my sphere of influence up until it arrives at the edge where Jack wants it to pounce down and attack the stone giants below. And then uh, from there, I'll probably, I guess, approach the ledge to fire down at them too, because they're not sticking up above the 20-foot ledge. So we ha- we all have to get to the edge. So, And then Red will make sure everyone follows him. The intention then is for Jack and Mari to stay behind while Red and Doran are moving into this cavern. Is that correct? I think still within the 30 feet of, of the Pass Without Trace, yeah. Mari's got a bad feeling about this. Red does too, but he smiles widely. Ugh. I would like everyone to roll for initiative, please. Okay. Dun 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 Jack, what'd you get? Jack got a 22. Nice. Doran. He got a 10. Crab Doran with a 10. Crab initiative. Crab initiative. Alex, would Mari get? 16. And Red? 9. Red, you'd like to go before or after Crab Doran? After. I presume Jack and Mari are going to wait, so just, like, forego their turns and the initiative until it's Doran's turn? Yeah. Marvelous. Okay. And the effort is a stealthy one. So anyone who plans on moving into this cavern, please make me a stealth check. It's a 22 for me, the crab. 20 for me. 13 for Jack, but it's a good thing I'm staying outside. (laughs) Jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> yeah, Mari's staying outside because she rolled a five. Great, very good, all of you. <laughs> I don't know she how just, you could possibly get sneezed. a five and add yeah, ten. Yeah, it's not possible. Yeah, oh, sorry, I, 50, and then a 15, sorry. 15. Ah, I forgot that there was past the trace happening, yes. I rolled a I, uh, negative five. <laughs> really plus ten really, is five. She's, she's struggling <laughs> right now. Has one of those sneezes. Excellent. Doran, you crabbily walk forward into the darkness of the cavern. The dim, crackling campfire casting these shadows. Crabbling? Crabfire? And like (laughs) all all you hear as Doran moves in is just like this soft little of like the tips of his toes touching the ground. That's when he realizes they're having a crab bake. He's like, no, my brother. You don't smell crabs. But you do smell like a manure kind of smell. Mmm. Oh, they're eating shit. Um, so, Doran, on your crab turn, you move in. Yep. And Red? Red will follow behind him, keeping him in the sphere of influence to make sure that Crab Doran can get up to the edge. Very good. Undetected. Do Jack and Mari want to do anything? Just to stay within yeah. bubble of stealth. That's all Jack's got going for him right now. So I love that you're like, we need to be in there. And I'm like, in there. And you're like at the farthest. You're like, we got to go in there. Guns are blazing. 
Red, go uh, go there. I'll stay here on the outskirt. It's Listen, fine. Listen, if I was the one who had the sphere of silence around me, I'd be in there, but I don't. You're the one with the but powers. Why are you yeah. so far away? It turns out Jack's paid off these giants. Yeah, this He's is just... Red's end. He's like, perfect. <laughs> he like puts a hand on Mari. He's like, no, no, just stay. <laughs> if only I could also run 90 feet in six seconds and really just get the hell out of the way. Um, I mean, oh, yeah, that's right. Misty step is just a not thing. Well, so Jack and Mari, with your turns, you just you barely darken the entryway of this cavern. I mean, the the Dazan's <laughs> wand in in barely, hand, not to cast any shade. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the fire glowing <laughs> off the bald head of the stone giant, lining up my aim, practicing my incantations. I'm ready. But yeah, I'm not close. Why, why would I be close? <laughs> I'm a wizard. I got so ready like, and Jack's a full like doing... 60 feet away. Yeah, he's just like stretching and stuff and Mari's just looking at him, just watching him do this. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready, Mari. It's about to happen. <laughs> I know that's the problem. Doran, what's the passive perception of your crab? Nine. Um, and Red, what is your passive perception? My passive perception is a natural 20. Marvelous. Crab Doran, as you are approaching these stone giants, you see that they are giants, in fact. And uh, oh. twist. Oh. No way. Oh, that changes everything. Thank goodness for my Shit. passive perception. Yeah. But Red, as you are stealthing up behind your friend, it becomes clear to you that these giants are not moving a muscle. In fact, the way that they are staring across the fire into nothing indicates to you that they are in some kind of very altered state. Mm. They seem to be petrified. Interesting. That, that puts a fly in the ointment. I feel like Doran doesn't really have enough time to realize it. So Doran approaches the ledge, this <laughs> 20-foot drop. And but you have 10-foot reach. You don't necessarily need to leap. You could get yeah. them. To He's a true. leaping crab. He is a leaper. I mean, if anyone's going to leap. Yeah. Doran <laughs> approaches the edge of the ledge. And he's going to leap on the one that's closest to him, which is the giant of the north end here. And immediately make a... What's the attack called? The Oh, right. A claw attack. Um, <laughs> attacking... <laughs> With an intent of uh, chopping this very good uh, this yes. giant's head off Wonderful. with his claw. Um, uh. Make your attack with advantage, please. Ooh, that's going to be a twenty-seven to hit. Wonderful, you do hit. Hey, Red's watching this all, being like, <laughs> I, "None of this is great." That's okay. I support my friend. He's just watching it play out. He's like, "Oh no, yeah." Jack better owe me big for this one. Jack, Jack's still over there just like, ah. He's practicing his wand gestures. <laughs> my plan's working. <laughs> so far it is. I don't, I don't see what everybody's complaining about. We just killed three of these things. We're laughing. How much damage do you deal? Four. It's uh, 20 bludgeoning damage. Wonderful. To the neck. Yes. And Doran, please make it an acrobatics check for me as a crab. Oh. Crab crabatics. Crab crabatics. God, I want you to succeed, but how fucking funny would it be I, if a crab just like so fell if, off this, just like <laughs> laid on his back? The, That's a three. 
Oh, no. I oh. rolled Crab a Dorian. natural one. Oh, shame, 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 shame. 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 You're wasting all my beautiful crab magic. <laughs> crab Dorian, as you fly off of the ledge, your six legs skittering heroically in midair, um, you catch this stone giant around the neck, wringing his flesh in your claw, but you do end up on your back. Uh, you take eight bludgeoning damage <laughs> as you fall from the height. God damn. And you are terribly embarrassed. He does 10 damage to the giant and takes eight. That's <laughs> <laughs> the worst exchange. To be fair, the giant still grappled. But the thing is, Doran, the giant doesn't flinch, bleed, doesn't react to your presence in any way. Even as you are prone and desperately trying to get yourself reoriented. <laughs> no movement from this giant beside you. Red, what do you do? Red's just like, she's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. He's good, he's good. You guys sense like this like stressed struggle even though I can't say anything. I'm like, <laughs> come on, I'm on my back. There's a scrabbling noise <laughs> from below. Interesting. Can I roll on what the hell these stone giants are doing, being the giant expert? Definitely. 17. They're stoned. Fucking <laughs> 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 stoners. Red, it would seem like they are in the middle of some kind of ceremony during which they become stone for some duration of time. It's impossible to know where in this ceremony they are, if they are moments from returning to their normal form, if they're going to be like this for years, but they are petrified doesn't mean that they're statues. They're alive. These creatures' hearts still beat deep within their chests somewhere. But their eyes are shut. Their eyes are open and unseeing. Ah, but they're facing away from us. They are looking across the fire from where they are sitting. So they haven't seen me or Jack or Mari. They have seen the crab that tumbled around its neck and fallen. I mean, unclear whether a petrified creature will retain memories of of its time. Fair, okay. Red will turn to Jack and Mari and kind of like give a wide shrug and then he'll wave his hand in front of his face to be like, they're blind, they're not moving. And then I guess he'll gesture for Jack and Mari to come forward to him. Because Red's going to pivot to exploring with Pass Without Trace for the last few minutes, maybe to head into one of these offshoots. Sure. I don't think it makes sense to attack these guys anymore. Yeah. It feels like just a waste of time yep. and spell slots. <laughs> uh, north or south then? Red will put one hand on the east wall and head north to find the first opening, and he'll just careen his head around the corner to peek in silently. Definitely. You descend to of these ledges to get down onto the ground floor where Crab Doran is writing himself. And with Jack and Mari trailing behind you to still retain the benefits of your pass without trace, Reg, you look out through a northern tunnel towards daylight. It seems like the passage that you have chosen to investigate ends at another cavern opening further down the valley. Okay. I'm just thinking, wouldn't it be funny if like one of these petrified giants fell over and their head like got knocked off? Right? 
would be really good. <laughs> yeah. Mostly. Hilarious. I look Fucking forward to looking over and seeing, seeing Crab Doran with like a mm-hmm. big marker, like drawing a little mustache and like a dick <laughs> on one of them. Just like, ha ha I think Red will gesture to Crab Doran, Mari, and Jack to maybe even head down that passageway if they want. And because there's another one just a little bit along that same wall, a little bit more to the west, I think Red will just poke his head in there as well, too. Sure. And actually, on his turn, quick as a flash, Red just zips down to the stone giant who's sitting there, petrified, stone still. Mm-hmm. And he'll just take an old rusted dagger that he's got in the bag of holding, and he'll just balance it on the thing's knee, you know? And then he'll head back and check that passageway. Okay. Ah, just to see if they move or something? Exactly. I like that. If they turn back. The tape on the outside of the door. Exactly. It'll clatter. I want to give you inspiration for Thank that. Thank you. I think that's very clever. Thank you. Inspiration. Yeah. Mari and Jack, you've been given marching orders by Red. Do you go up the corridor or do you, what do you do? I'm, gonna, I'm going up to the corridor, staying within 30 feet of Red. I mean, he's he's definitely... The expert on giants and taking command of the situation, so we're following his lead. Yeah, Mari's just looking. She's following behind, but she's looking at the the fire because these guys are obviously there's some ritual happening. But she's almost trying to like look at to see if there's like some clue as to like what kind of like magic is being used. I know she doesn't. She won't be able to know anything. But Mari, roll a nature check. There's a TV in the flames. (laughs) (laughs) Fifteen. Yeah, based on the kinds of logs that you see burning on their diameter, you can tell that this fire has been burning for a number of hours already. Right. I wonder if putting it out would either make them wake up or would ruin whatever they're doing. I would say don't put it out. If they're kind of a non-entity right now, I feel like putting that thing out is going to... Might wake them up. Agreed. Yeah, that's my immediate assumption. Yeah. Red, as you approach this ledge looking down into this northern passageway, you are met with an overpowering smell of manure and a low bleeding sound. The manure storeroom. Bleeding. Interesting. There are more than a dozen goats down here. Looks like this is a natural pen for them as they can't escape. These are the shittiest mountain goats ever um, because they can't climb a simple 10-foot slope. That's how it's written. (laughs) And they're covered in shit. Uh, Oh, yeah, also that. Um, And they are placidly looking up at you with their horizontal pupils. Creepy. I feel like Red would be really upset right now thinking of Screven and being like like how much... Please. Steven. Steven, right. Okay, uh, whatever. <laughs> Which, whatever the goat one, okay? <laughs> That's Steven. Then there's Stevie, Screven, and Steven. You should know this. <laughs> anyway, Red peeks his head back and uh, gestures for everyone to quickly move up to that hallway that leads to the, to the exit. And he'll stay as close as he can without leaving anyone behind as we all move up towards that exit. Wonderful. Yeah. You all go up towards the eastern, northeastern exit making way further north along this gulch. Gulch. And Red will peek his head out and see what he can see. It's daytime out there. <gasps> Still. Still. We've only been here for 20 seconds. I'd be more upset yeah. if, if we looked out and it was pitch black out. We're like, oh, no. Yeah, for real. As you exit through this cave mouth, 
You are right along the riverbed here. So down right at ground level. Across the canyon, just north, and about 40 feet up the canyon wall, there is another cave entrance. A whole bunch more giants set into the wall of this canyon. And another cave mouth further to the north on the east side as well. Interesting. So Red exits, kind of takes a look around. I just want to see with my 20 perception, are there any rocks in the sky? That's the flying birds, not falling rocks. (laughs) Neither. (laughs) You see neither. Perfect. And Red will gesture everyone to quickly move across the riverbed and try to find a little bit of an alcove on the other side where we can sort of take a moment to talk. Somewhere to set your backs against? Yes. How deep was this water we're splashing through? How deep was the water? I was just thinking that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I really need Splashy, it's splash. Maximum, um, it's about five feet deep in the center. It's pretty shallow. Unswimmable. <laughs> Fuck not you. For me, it isn't. Um, <laughs> five feet is not, it's not for any of she's, us. She's just, she, Mari's just like, yay, and just disappears underneath. But she's like six feet tall, so like the top of her head is still visible. Yeah. Oh, there's so much pee in this water. Don't tell Mari. Oh. <laughs> she's like swimming, like gulping it, spurting it out. Guys, I'm the like water a, one. We're like, oh no, there's like a giant squatting like and a, pissing up the river. Like a beautiful piss dolphin. It's great. <laughs> it's, um... It's traversable. Let me put it that way. You would Understood. be you would be able to float a, a rowboat down this river, but you would also be like looking out for rocks actively. Wait a minute, we have a rowboat. Red, as you enter the water, you feel the effects of pass without trace fail. Cool. And yeah, we exit and head to the other side of the river. All right, all right. They were petrified uh, in some sort of trance, completely unable to be affected or attacked in any way. So. I don't think it would have been effective to try to attack them anyway. We could have checked that other exit, but that's where I felt at least three other giants, if not more. And then you saw the other way was those bleeding goats, so this kind of was the only path forward. Um, I suppose we have options. It looks like there's the mouth of a cave to the south of us down that river there. And uh, there's another cave mouth I think I saw up the river across a log, and then there's obviously the one above us. It's probably... 30, 40 feet if we wanted to climb. What are we thinking, team? I mean, for what it's worth, I say press north, you know, upriver. We're, we're trying to get to the heart of Deadstone Cleft to find the Thane. That's got to be the direction. I agree. Mari? Crab Doran? Crab Doran clicks his hands, his claws, and gives you a knowing look. He's vibing, man. I understand the utility of maintaining the polymorph because you want to get all the juice out of the spell. Yeah. But we do want to hear from Doran at some point. Well, I mean, communicating non-verbally. He's, he, you know, the, the beadiness in his eyes lights up when when you guys agree because at this point he's like, well, really any direction we go in is great. I love the idea of just Doran, just, just only getting Doran's like weird internal crab monologue. Like he's just... As he just comes to terms with things that rattle around in his carapace. <laughs> I'm hungry. Where's the beer? Can we go back to that beer room? Crab eyes have so much soul. You know, you can really learn a lot from them. Oh, Such yeah. Such a knowing look. Pupilless. Mari kind of shrugs and goes, well, they're probably 
I mean, anyone smart's going to live upstream, so yeah, you should probably head in that direction if that's what you're looking for. That's what we're looking. You're with uh, Mari. That's all of us. We're looking together. <laughs> Mari, you're with us, aren't you? Mari, don't turn tail on us. Okay, you don't have to grab my lapels so much. Sorry, I, I really like them. They're fuzzy. And 40 feet up, I imagine that the north tunnel would somehow lead to this 40 feet up. And if it's 40 feet up, you assume that the hierarchy of most things is like, you know, you're, the king sits in the highest part of the castle type thing. Or like, you know. It's actually not a bad point, Crab Doran, even though we can't understand you. <laughs> Doran's like raising his hands up. Yeah. Red uh, also sort of looks towards these tall stone statues that are lining the valley. I'm pretty sure at least a few of these are going to be real. We should try to keep on distance when we can. But uh, if one pops up, we'll take it down. Mm-hmm. And just before we start moving, Red grabs Jack's arm and uh, says, Hey, quick thought. Yeah. The rod of the Vonendod could help us locate things, right? Uh, it can, yeah. Well, we have a conch. Presumably it's very similar, and we know what we're looking for. You think we should use it to try to locate the conch here? That's that's a thought. Um so long as it's not like in a in a adamantine box or something, we probably've got a good chance of finding it. Let's let's pull that rod out of your pack. You're there. right, it's a terrible idea. Never mind. Let's just keep going. I, I shouldn't have thought of anything. Dumb old red. Red, it's a brilliant idea. You are very <gasps> smart. And thanks for looking out for us to get to this point, but let's pull out the rod of the Von and Dodd and see if we can't find Doran, that. did you hear him? And Red looks up at the giant crab on his phone. Not on my phone. Well, I am on my phone, but I'm listening. <laughs> He's on his tablet. Then, it's fine. I'm listening. Crablet, Crablet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Crablet. Don't call me out like that. The crab looks up at his crablet and clicks his, <laughs> clicks his claws and... Agreement. Why can I not remember the word claw? Cool, yeah. Red puts down the bag of holding and, like, drags out Ooh. the rod of the Vonendon. Yeah, and, like, straining to get the 100-pound weight of it up and kind of on, you know, in, with, the, with the vibrating fork ends in, in the air, Jack strikes it softly and seeks out within 1,000 feet anything like the conch that we've found. Jack, about 350 feet away from you to the northwest, you get a ping... There is another magical conch. Somewhere very close. Another magical conch. Somewhere close. Another magical conch. And I ain't got nobody. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jack snaps his fingers after that. And a map of every piece of dead stone cleft that we've seen so far comes up on it and sort of relatively puts itself in position. And in somewhere... In the dark, unmapped area, Jack puts a uh, like a little image of a conch floating in the darkness, being like, that's where we need to get to. Amazing. And Red adds to it, with his minor illusion, of any of the giants that he saw roughly in that area as well. Yeah, three of them. All right, well, that's where the three were. So maybe it makes sense to just skim right up this river, and if we can get around the bend, maybe there's an entrance to the west. The one up there right now only enters to the east, and... We don't want to head that way. I'll follow your lead. I'll follow your lead. And Red grabs your hand. <laughs> Jack grabs your hand. Together. Hand-holding. Do you guys want to ride on the crab's back? Okay. Fuck it. Let's yeah, all ride on a crab. Doran. Doran. <laughs> we all climb up and we're riding. Yeah. Doran's like, oh, this is so great. They're, they're riding me. Mari's <laughs> <laughs> staying on the back and she just pats crab Doran on the head right between the, the eye stalks. 
I've needed this my whole life. She can she can feel like the, the weird hum of the magic that like holds the crab together. And uh, and also like somehow it still smells like beer. It doesn't smell like a crab. It smells like beer. <laughs> a beer battered crab. And then Red realizes that the crab only goes 30 fucking feet. And he hops down. He's like, nope. Rather be fast. Well, why'd Red get down? As you head up the river, you see that there are another pair of cave openings, one on the east and one on the west of this crevasse, about 60 feet up that are joined by a stone bridge. And you also see the end of the canyon. The back wall of the canyon houses a 150 foot tall statue powerfully built this stone giant looks out over the canyon and seems to pierce you with its gaze kneeling before the statue with their heads bowed two stone giants appear to be in repose their stone great clubs lying on the ground beside them hmm Once again, to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Adam Fry, Amanda Kitchener, Amy Garza, Anne, Atholagoth, Cecil Lee Wilson, Jerry Rose Anderson, Christopher, Colin Burkhart, Crow, Casey, DS, Dippity, Elizabeth H, Flynn, Gareth Bradshaw, Haley, Haley again, Harper the Marks, Indrid Hartley, Jekyll, JD, Joy Robinson, Jory, KR, KM, Cade, Lasagna, Last Ruth on the left, Lita J, Lizzie Demon, Lorelai Feldman, Matilda Rushing, Melinda Curley, Moon, Melissa, Merlin, Sam C, Regan, Wren, Ruth Ann Reed, Scotty, S Ray 96, Tony Pepperoni, Xander Morning Dove, Zephyrus, and Zach House. Woo! For sure. Oh my god, I just fucking deleted the crab. Sorry. <laughs> I like made a really that's I re- a really strong effort to try and not delete that. I'm, I'm starting a new tally. That's Alex deletes his token. <laughs>